Good to see you all this morning. Thanks so much for um, your hospitality and your invitation for me to hang out with you. And um, we were just having all kinds of fun technical difficulties during the musical part of our worship time. But, uh, you know, it really doesn't matter. I mean, it's kind of like uh, if you go to a Church of Christ church, there's no instruments anyway. Everybody's just singing a cappella, so that's fine. And, of course, if you go to the underground church in China, they're whispering stuff. They're not singing. So I think we'll be just fine, won't we? All right. So anyway, um, this morning, I've got some thoughts. But first of all, I just want to start by saying, I don't know if you know this, but Jesus is a pretty big deal. Um, He is kind of a, um, like, he's kind of powerful. When he spoke, this world that we live on flew out of his actual mouth. It's a large, large mouth. (laughs) Um, It's an incredible world. He spoke the world into existence. And what my goal uh, this morning is just to create some space where we can reflect as a community on the greatness of God. Just how amazing He is. By the way, Anthony, happy birthday, buddy. Come on. Maybe as a community. Anybody else? What's that? Is it Kathy's birthday today too? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Anthony and Kathy. Happy birthday to you. Um, For those of you online, we just sang happy birthday to a couple of beautiful people. If it's your birthday, that was for you too. I just didn't, didn't know your name and couldn't see your hand raised and all that. Um, Yeah, today we're just going to talk about the greatness of God. And so what I want to do is create space just for you to listen um, and reflect on what the Bible says about the greatness of God. In Psalm 138, it says, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart before the gods. It's in quotes before the gods. I will sing your praise. I will bow down toward your holy temple and I'll praise your name for your love and for your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. So God, this morning we do that. We just want to lift up or exalt above all things your name and your word. And when we call you, you answer us. Lord, thank you for those that need boldness this morning that you would administer boldness to their hearts when they hear the words of your mouth. Cause them to praise you. Cause all of us to praise you. And we could sing of the ways of the Lord because you, Lord, are great. So in um, Isaiah chapter 40, it talks about this, um, this concept where God takes his hand And from the span of his hand, which is like the tip of your finger to the tip of your thumb. Everybody go like this. And then be like this. Um, This is called a span. And God does this with the universe. This is how big the universe is to him. That is massive. That is absolutely huge. Give you some perspective. If you're traveling at the speed of light, anybody know what the speed of light is? Do you know what it is? 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. And do you happen to know how many miles per hour that is? Yeah, it's crazy. It's So per second, it's 186,000 miles per second. 186,000 miles per second. Anybody know uh, how wide the United States is? Just guessing? A thousand is going to be more than that? About 4,000, yeah. Yeah, yes, it's a little bit longer than a thousand yards, yes. It's, it's like ish, 4,000 ish miles. 186,000 miles in one second. So a light year is when light is traveling at 186,000 miles a second for an entire year. That is a tremendous, I mean, <laughs> that's a tremendous and expansive space. Does anybody know, um, I was looking at this earlier, I don't want to get it wrong. Um, anybody know how far, uh, how many miles light could travel in a year? Anybody? I think I'm going to I'm going to make sure cuz now we're googling because um I had this and now I don't want to get it wrong. I'm on video, you know what I mean? I, I don't want to get this wrong. Um so this is fun. How light will travel yes, how far will light travel in one year? Um light years the distance that a light will go in a year, of course, around uh it's close to 6 billion miles. 6 billion miles. That's unfathomable. Like, is anybody, when was the last time you ran one mile? Yeah, 1994, Mark says. Yes, I agree. I actually tried this last year. I got some shoes, and um, I uh, tried to run a mile and almost literally died. In my uh, When I got back to the house, I was laying out. I'm sure my neighbors thought I was nuts. I was laying out on my front driveway, just sucking wind so bad. <laughs> about ready to die. And I think I did it in like nine minutes uh, and 50 seconds or something. I had not done that in 21 years. Ran a mile without stopping in 21 years. I was about ready to die. That's one mile. We're talking about close to 6 billion miles that light travels in a year. 6 billion miles. That would be one light year. And now, listen to this. Uh, can I, uh, nope, dang it. Sorry. I don't mean to say dang it on the microphone. Oof, now he's at it twice. Um, I had all this stuff uh, all lined out, and then, of course, I deleted it. <sighs> Technical stuff this morning's killing me. Um, okay. Very good. Um, from one side of the universe to the other, 46.5 in the known universe, 46.5 billion light years. All right. I got to stay close to this thing so they can hear me. 46.5 billion light years? Yeah, Mark, that'd be great. billion light years? And how many miles is in one light year? 6 billion. 
these are unfathomable numbers. And in Isaiah, it says that God takes his hand and goes like this over the span of the universe. He's big. He is huge. One of the reasons why I want to talk to you about the, the bigness or the greatness of God this morning is because, you know, we settle into God, the concept of God, being like super small and very compressed. In fact, most of the time, I don't know if you're this way, but I'm totally this way. When stuff gets overwhelming in my life, I start whining and complaining in God's direction about how big my issues are. And I totally doubt that he is able to help. This happens to me all the time. You know, you're just looking through your finances and there's certain seasons where it's more pressure than others. And you're like, God, these issues are so huge. I don't know how I'm ever going to get past this. And I don't know if you can help me with this. He's like, dude, this is the universe to me. Everybody go like this again. This is the universe to me. I am capable. Now, of course, the question um, shows up in, in the New Testament. This guy goes, well, I know you're capable, but are you willing? And his answer to the guy was, I am willing. Be clean. And he healed the guy. I don't know if you know this, but prayer is not about overcoming God's reluctance to help you. I'm going to say it again because it's good. If you're taking notes, you ought to write that down. Prayer is not about overcoming God's reluctance toward you. Prayer is basically about laying hold of His willingness. It's about understanding. Oh, yeah, He wants to help like that song that we were singing earlier. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. He is desiring to help. Now, the... Interesting thing about this, though, because a lot of us have these unanswered prayers, and then we start doubting legitimately the goodness of God or the greatness of God. A lot of us get disillusioned, disappointed with God along the way because He does not answer the prayers that we pray sometimes. Super disorienting. Very disconcerting at times. So what do you do with that? Well, one thing that you do is humble yourself. And you realize, okay, just because I have expectations of God doesn't mean that he's obligated to fulfill them. Well, I told him what I wanted. Yeah, but he didn't agree to give it to you, clearly. Well, what about something like physical healing or some concept like that? Like, I know that you want to heal. How come I'm not getting healed? How come my friend or my family member passed away? And you start doubting the greatness of or the goodness of God. If you wanted my marriage to stay together, then I did everything that I could. The other person wasn't willing. And it blew to pieces. So what's up with that? We start doubting the goodness and the greatness of God. And then our prayers become trying to twist God's arm into agreeing and pouring out a blessing. We're trying to overcome His reluctance. or our, That's our perception of it, you know. He's reluctant to do this for me. So I've got to pray for 13 hours a day in order to twist his arm and finally he'll give in and say yes. What I want to say this morning, uh, number one, is God is way bigger, way more capable, and way more loving than you think he is. He is so good. He's so strong. He's so powerful. But he is so good. Mark, I'm going to hand this to you.
The psalmist says this. Sing to God. Sing praise to His name. Extol Him or praise Him who rides on the clouds. Engage your imagination here. Close your eyes. Think about this. His name is the Lord. He's a father to the fatherless. He's not just big and grand in the span of His hand moving across the entire universe, reaching from end to end. He's also a father to the fatherless. He's a defender of widows. This is God. So sing to God, kingdoms of the earth. Sing praise to the Lord, to Him who rides the ancient skies above, who thunders with a mighty voice. Proclaim the power of God, whose majesty is over our nation and the nations of the earth, whose power is in the skies. You are awesome, O God, in Your sanctuary. And You give power and strength to your people right now we did this earlier but I want to invite you just to open up your hands if you're online or in the room Um, just open up your hands God with these hands your word says that you give power and strength to your people Lord as we recognize that our problems aren't just super huge and you are smaller than our problems or our issues We realize that you are far greater and far bigger than our biggest problems, than our toughest seasons. But regardless, we still need you to give us power and strength to get through these seasons. So right now, I'd just like to ask, Holy Spirit, that you would begin to pour out power and strength and renew the weary hearts and weary souls that are in the room or that are watching now. Lord, would you increase strength and power to them? Lift up their heads. In Jesus' name, amen. You can relax. The psalmist said, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there's no water. I've seen you in the sanctuary. I've beheld your power and your glory. I'm going to stop right there. I've beheld your power and your glory. Did you know this? In the Old Testament, there's one uh, concept that far outreaches or is more repetitive than any other concept. Do you know what it is? The most repeated concept in the Old Testament is remember. They say it in a bunch of different ways. They say, don't forget. Or they say, remember. Or they say, hey, tie this to your forehead. Or they say, meditate on it day and night. It's this concept they're like uh, over and over again. When God wants to raise his voice or let you know, hey, this is a big, important thing to me. Because we can't see his face or discern his body language, the way that he does that in writing is through repetition. So when you see him repeating a concept a lot, he's like, dude, this is a big, important deal to me. He repeats that concept. Remember, 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 
over and over and over again. It's the most repeated concept in the Old Testament. Why is that? Because, man, we're people and we forget stuff all the time. One of the things that we forget is, like, God can show up in a situation and totally blow your mind last week, and then this week you're like, oh, paralyzed in fear, thinking he's not going to show up and that he's never been good to you. Why is that? Because it's easy for humans to forget. Super easy. And so part of understanding the greatness of God is actually creating space in your life to reflect upon the goodness of God. You've got to create that space because it's so easy to forget. I mean, hello, are you guys like me at all? I, do you freak out from time to time thinking that God isn't going to come through for you? This happens on a fairly regular basis for all of us, I think. Unless you're like a superhuman or something. Or maybe it would happen less to us if we spent time remembering. I heard Albert Einstein, uh, an Albert Einstein quote. He said, I don't think I'm that much smarter than the average person, truthfully. I just spend way more time thinking than the average person. Oh, yeah, his IQ was high. But he created space in his life to reflect, to think, to process. And this is exactly what happens to all of us. We go through life thinking and creating space for worry. For anxiety. We fixate on those types of things and they become huge. We magnify them in our lives. This is why the psalmist says, magnify the Lord with me. Come on, let's exalt his name together. You know what I mean? There's this refocusing and a reorienting of your perspective or of your thoughts, your imagination toward God. It's so easy to worry, man. It's so easy to be filled with anxiety. That's because we're spending a ton of time fixating on things rather than spending our time fixating or thinking about the greatness of God or how many times He's come through. Not just for you in your life, but for others, for all time. How good, how consistent, how faithful, how amazing He's been this entire time. Now, have people done weird things in his name? Yeah. Is that the same as him? No. Sometimes we can get off base because people that represent God hurt us, and then we pin it on God. It's called transference. So Sometimes it's easy to start thinking about that and then pin that on God and say, well, you didn't follow through or show up for me in the way that I wanted. It wasn't his fault. So this morning, one major key, if you're taking notes, one major key to connecting to the greatness of God is creating space in your day to remember. You've got to remember. Stephen Curtis Chapman uh, had this song. He goes, remember your chains. Remember the prison that once held you. Before the love of God broke through, remember your chains. The time you were without grace. When you see where you are now, 
Remember your chains And remember your chains Are gone So don't just spend time remembering the chains Remember that they're gone These types of concepts help us anchor into the greatness of God. If you don't spend time thinking about it, it's so easy to think that your problems and issues, which are very real, they're they're real for me. My issues and problems are very real for me. But I spend all this time thinking about them and kind of fixating on them. They become bigger than God. Yeah. I got some more for you. Everybody doing okay? What we're going to do right now in this moment is I'm going to invite you to try something. I'm talking about creating space within your day to reflect on the goodness of God and the greatness of God, just thinking about how big he is, how expansive he is. Well, I think we'd be maybe missing the mark if we didn't create the space to do that together now. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to play guitar a little bit. I want to invite you just to begin to think and reflect on how God has been faithful to you, to those around you, to people that lived way back, biblical people, all that. Just begin to think and process about the goodness of God, how amazing He is, how incredible He is, okay? I'm just going to try it for a second, all right? Anybody have any questions? Questions are okay. Everybody know what we're doing? Okay, all right, see you in a second. Just begin to think and reflect. Sometimes it's easy for the mind to wander a bit in these times. It's like, where do I start? What do I think about? Lord, will you call to memory, bring to memory the times when you have clearly been faithful to us, but also bring to memory the times where it didn't occur to us, oh, that was you being faithful.
Psalm 93 says the Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty. And He is armed with strength. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. But your throne, O God, was established long ago. For you are from all eternity. The seas have lifted up, O Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves, mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. His statutes stand firm, and holiness adorns His house for endless days. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. And in His hands are the depths of the earth. You can see it now. If His, if his fingers span from one side of the universe, you could see that the depths of the earth are in His hands. The mountain peaks belong to Him. The sea is His, for He made it. His hands formed the dry land. So come on, let's worship. Let's kneel and bow down before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. The psalmists were so good at creating space and reflecting on the goodness, the bigness, the grandness, the greatness of God. But I want to let you know that when the psalmists are writing this stuff, their lives weren't all sunshine and candy corn and rainbows. They were going through really difficult things. They created space in their rhythm to reflect on the bigness, the greatness of God in the middle of difficult seasons. They're not like superheroes. They're just normal people like you and me that created space in their lives to remember and reflect on the greatness and goodness of our God. himself in light. He wraps himself in light. And darkness tries to hide. And darkness tries to hide. Trembles. And trembles at his voice. Trembles at his voice. How great. How great is our God. Sing with me. Sing with me how great is our God, is our God, and all will see, and all will see how great, how great, how great is our God.
He's the name. He's a name above all names. He's worthy of all praise. He is worthy of all praise. And my heart will sing how great is our God. He's the name above all names. He's a name above all names. He's worthy. He is worthy of all praise. And my heart will sing how great is our God. God is so expansive. If you think about it, I'll try to break down some of these numbers in a way that's accessible. A million seconds ago was 11 days ago. A billion seconds ago, I think is 1989. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that a trillion seconds ago was 29,000 B.C. These are massive numbers, man. God, without beginning, without end, has been here the entire time. He lovingly created you and me. He is aware of every detail of your life, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, secrets that you're holding that you think he doesn't know about, but he totally does. (laughs) So isn't that true? Sometimes we're going to be like, Lord, you don't see this, do you? You know, it's like, no, no, you can't hide stuff from him. He gets it. He's aware. He knows. He's not just aware, like loosely aware. He just knows what you're going through. His right hand is powerful. He's not just a God of strength. He's a God of love. He sees you. He hears you. He, the all-knowing, all-powerful, massive, huge God that spans the universe from the tip of His thumb to the tip of His pinky, He sees you today. Now, in this moment, when you go home later today, He sees you. You're not out of His mind. You're not out of His sight. You're not out of His heart. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How 
Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art! How great Thou art! And when I think that God, His Son, not sparing, sent Him to die, I scarce can take it in, that on the cross, my burden gladly bear, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to me. How great Thou art. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. This is how. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how it may look. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. 
This is how I fight my battles. This is how. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how we sing, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. You silence fear, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. You silence fear. Your name. Your name is a light that the shadows can't deny. Your name cannot be overcome. Your name is alive, forever lifted high. Your name cannot be overcome. Your name, your name is a light that the shadows can't deny. Your name cannot be overcome. Your name is alive, forever lifted high. Your name cannot be overcome. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. Jesus, thank you for your greatness. And thank you that in you, you fill us with your greatness and that we can reflect you on earth. Partner with you to do simple and amazing and great things. Lord, thank you that because of the sacrifice Jesus made, you declared us worthy of your love and worthy of the invitation that you've given us to partner with you, to love people well and bring light and love to this world. Lord, so many times we'll sit there and pray for changes, but we're not necessarily willing to be the answer to that prayer because we have self-doubt, fear, worry, and anxiety. And so now, Lord, we just offer to you that stuff. We offer to you fear, worry, and anxiety. We uh, recognize that there's an invitation from you to create space in our day to think about you, to remember, to reflect 
on your goodness, your greatness, what you're capable of doing, how big you are instead of how big our problems are or our issues. We remember your words to Joshua where where you told him, if you meditate on my word day and night, a.k.a. if you remember frequently, everything you do will work out. It'll go well. Lord, thank you for the power of your word. We invite your word to be like a seed planted in our heart to bring change. We love you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. You know, before Mark closes, i got to tell you, I am fond of you people. Thank you. I really do. I really look forward to hanging out with you. And it is always so refreshing and so fun to be with a bunch of frothing Jesus people. So thank you. Thank you.